to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, Bright Lights, it is so good to be with you for this session of the Architecting Podcast. And this is a juicy one. As you all know, I'm a little woo adjacent. I'm into spirituality and connecting and listening for messages from God, the universe, loved ones who've passed, waiting for divine timing. My beloved father, who died about 13 years ago, has been pretty much a steady presence. As much as he was when he was alive, now that he's passed, he still kind of pops in there now and then. And he pops in in ways that I just know is him because there are certain phrases and mannerisms he had that just come through. One thing he used to tell me all the time when I was impatient with progress in my life and didn't feel like I was where I needed to be, he would say, Angela, you're crying with a loaf of bread under your arm. Essentially, what he meant by that is you're so focused on what you don't have that you're not focused on what you do have and all of the blessings, all of the accomplishments and being grateful. A couple weeks ago, I was kind of playing with my tarot cards and asking about, you know, messages and what what was in store for me and what I got was the five of cups reversed which is about essentially focusing on what you lost but not what you have and then I just heard his voice in my head you're crying with a loaf of bread under your arm and I just started laughing because I was I was and I share this story, whether you believe that loved ones who passed are communicating with us and giving us signs or not, because it's still a true statement. We are moving so fast, constantly focusing on the next achievement, the next goal. We do not stop to savor and truly be grateful when we have an accomplishment. But the other thing we tend to do is to be so self-critical, so competitive, so much in the zone of perfectionism that we're always looking at the future, always focused on where we are not yet, what we have not done instead of what we have. And it is so, so important that we catch ourselves when we do that. That we take the time that we need to celebrate 
what we've done. Now that doesn't mean rest on your laurels and I did it so I have nowhere else to grow, nowhere else to evolve. But it does mean be at peace. It does mean be in gratitude. It does mean see how the foundations you've built are now letting you work on what your current goals might be. And also see how when things are failures or disappointments, that it isn't the catastrophe that we love to make it be. That instead you can look at what you do have and what you can learn in how you can redirect knowing that nothing, nothing is ever wasted. Even when we didn't get what we thought we wanted, we're stronger for it. We're better able to tune in. We're more capable of getting what we need. But we have to see the blessings. We have to see the things we have and the things we want not the things we don't have and the things we don't want. Because when you focus on lack, what you didn't get, what you don't want, what you don't have, where you feel that you've been shortchanged or unseen or left behind, then that is where you're telling your brain to focus. So your brain looks at every way that that is showing up in your life. And if you just for fun were to pretend that in life we get what we want half the time and we don't get it the other half of the time. If you focused most of your energy on the times you got what you wanted, you would feel satisfied, maybe 75 or 80% of the time. On the other hand, if you focused your energy on what disappointed you, you would feel disappointed about 75 or 80% of the time. Even though in reality, what was actually happening was even. So it really is about that reframing, that choice to focus on what's positive to focus on what you've accomplished. And not just so you feel good, but because you can't move into what you want in your career when you are utterly in a state of self-sabotage like this. When you undermine your own self-confidence like this, you just can't. You can't. And so it affects how you show up, how other people see you. Have you ever noticed a lot of the time the people whose careers are moving forward may not be all that amazing? So why are they getting opportunities? Because they are confident. And in that confidence, they're willing to say yes. In that confidence, they show up. Up and other people see that and resonate with that and want more of that. So they're going to give that person more opportunities. 
it's pretty basic math, right? When you really get down to it. If you want to be more strategic, so you can achieve the things that you've decided are important to you in your career, you have to start with reframing what's going on. You have to start with asking better questions. I mean, think about the areas of your life that you plan to change last year at this time. Now let's fast forward to where you are here and now. How are you doing with that? What have you done? What haven't you done? And how do you feel about it? Because when you change what we think, we change what we believe is possible. And your thoughts kind of come with this whole pharmacy of emotions because emotions, we like to think that they are, you know, un- connected to our physical body, but they actually are connected through our endocrine system. When you feel happy, you get flooded with oxytocin and dopamine. When you are stressed out, you're flooded with adrenaline and cortisol. There's this whole range of really powerful hormones. Any drug you could take, legal or illegal, recreational or medicinally prescribed, are only mimicking the hormones in your body already. So it matters that we focus on the positive things we have. It matters that we, quote unquote, medicate ourselves with these positive hormones rather than with the negative ones. And you got to know that there is no neutral here. There's always a hormone bath going on in your body, except you get to choose whether it's feel-good, positive hormones or negative, depleting ones that are going to take a physical toll on your body and actually cause you to even get sick over time, cause mental health problems over time, exacerbate problems you may already have and make you feel worse. That is the power of these hormones in your body, which are triggered by your thoughts and emotions. I want to invite you to look at the ways you might be crying with that loaf of bread under your arm the way you are catastrophizing something that didn't go the way you expected, instead of learning the lesson from it, instead of seeing how you are building a stronger and stronger foundation towards what you want, what's it going to be? Are you going to sit there and continue to choose that negative thought cycle? Or are you going to make a different choice? Are you going to catch yourself the next time you complain or feel disappointed or feel angry or competitive or jealous and say, cancel and clear, stop, enough. That over-processing, that fretting, that worrying, that negative cycle is a lot like a washing machine that is on the uneven load. 
it, the clothes aren't getting clean. The washing machine is just rattling around. Or if you have a newer washing machine, it'll even stop when it hits an uneven load. And you don't fix it by ignoring it and letting it keep on rattling away. You don't fix it by opening the lid and stopping the machine, then closing the lid again. You stop it by rearranging the clothes. The next time you feel stuck in negative thinking, the next time you feel like you're not getting where you want to go fast enough in your career, stop. Reset and see what you have built already. Take inventory of that. Remind yourself on the regular of what you've done and then start to see the patterns in this. I often um, advise people that are applying for fellowship and one of the first things I tell them to do is to pull out all their archives, everything they've ever done, and to look at all of those accomplishments and to connect the dots, to see the pattern. Because you are here to contribute in a way only you can. And the things where you have excelled are often the things that mattered the most to you, that interested you the most. So when you look back at your life, however long your career has been, look for those breadcrumbs. When I am counseling younger architects, I'll ask them a question like, why did you choose to go to architecture school in the first place? And they're often caught off guard by that question because they haven't really connected back with their 18-year-old self and his or her hopes and dreams and aspirations. Instead, they graduated and were focused on getting a job. And when they got the job, they were focused on all of the checklists of accomplishments. Like, am I getting promoted fast enough? Am I getting a raise fast enough? What's my title? Am I getting licensed yet? What accreditations do I want to go for? And they're getting themselves focused on accomplishments without direction, without connecting back to their why. And it always throws them off guard when I'm coaching them and I ask that question because they kind of go, oh, 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 well, how did I get from there to here? And it's really profound to see the patterns that are already forming even early in your career that are individuating you. And I always say, whatever the things were that you've done, that you've loved, that lit you up, do more of that. Keep building that foundation. Use it as a filter for the other things you do. How can it show up in other work that you are doing? Let it be there. Let it show up. And you'll start to get so much clarity. And you'll also start to see what you have instead of what you don't have. And that is the blessing. 
If you resonated with something you heard today, please share it and tag me. I would love to hear how this information is helping you. And remember to subscribe to Architecting Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you know someone else who you think would benefit from this information, share the podcast link with them. Let's spread the love. In fact, I have a new contest going on where if you if you subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment and DM me to share a screenshot of your comment. I am giving away a $5 Starbucks gift card to every single person that does that. Plus, if you do that, you will be put into a drawing to win a really cool prize from the AIA gift shop. So details are in the show notes. You can also find details on my website at architectingpodcast.com. Don't miss out on this opportunity, right? This is part of how we see the blessings. When you get an opportunity to have something cool happen that benefits you, take it. Don't say I'm too busy. By taking action, you're telling yourself that you're worth it. I'd love to see you enter and win. And I can't wait to share the results. I'm going to let everyone know who the winner is in the next two weeks. So take care, everyone. listening you made it all the way to the end of the episode which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world how amazing is that if you would like even more content just like this please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode i would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired. (laughs) 